Welcome to the Bike Life Podcast by Warm Showers Foundation, where we will be sharing knowledge, experience, tools, and stories of touring cyclists and hosts from around the world. I'm Tauber Lee, the woman behind the scenes at Warm Showers Foundation, the leading platform for cyclists looking for hosts and to connect with a passionate international community. Find out more by visiting us at warmshowers.org. Now, on to the show. Today we have Priyanka, the first known female cycle tourist from India, marking this milestone when she completed her first tour in 2014. So Priyanka, thank you so much for joining the Bike Life podcast. Yeah, thanks, Tavali. I'm really excited to be here and, uh, you know, share my experiences with the rest of the biking community. Yeah. So tell us, like, what inspired you to do this tour in 2014? Like, where did that come from? I'm also not sure from where it came, but because <laughs> it is so unusual, right? And that is why I kind of highlighted the whole India factor because no, literally no one has done this all around me, especially that time. Now, recently, a lot of people have been doing these kind of adventure activities, but in those years, um, I think what happened was I was already solo traveling all across India. And uh, I got break from my work and I was able to, I decided, okay, you know, I need to try an international trip now because I've been traveling across India all over the place. But this was not cycling. This was normal solo traveling. And then um, uh, I planned out Europe and I said, if I'm going to Europe, because the whole um, thinking was that uh, Europe would be so much safer and more comfortable with solo woman traveling compared to India, that I can do something much more than I would imagine in India. And so the first time when I landed in Europe, that was my thinking, you know, let me make the best of this because just the social conditions there are so different that there are so many things I can do there, which in India is even now after solo traveling and bike traveling for so many years, I would still not do. Like take a simple thing like camping. I will never solo camp in India. Though now, now I have my ideas of how can I solo camp in India. I'm thinking of many options, but... It's it's too much to think and very specific places I might be able to do it. But in Europe, it is like a, it's something you can do, you know, because you have the camping culture. Mm-hmm. And even there, mm-hmm. even if their solo women are doing it less than a group, uh, groups are camping, but still it is something way more accepted than India. So tell us why it's, why is this not common in India? Is it because uh, camping isn't, isn't the culture or is it because you are a single female touring? It's both. Camping is not the culture, though there are camp spots coming up. But to be honest, uh, uh, little that I've seen of those camping places, it's it's very different. There is no real culture of camping, actually. It's uh, outdoorsing, adventure activities and all they are picking up in the last few years, last decade, I would say. But before that, I don't mm. think it was part of the Indian uh, uh, DNA in general. Um, I think one of the things is uh, it's a very community-driven culture, right? India and Southeast Asia in general. But of course, I won't pull the other Southeast Asian countries because the dynamics are different there. In India, there's something else going on because firstly, we are very community-driven and generally there is this whole roadmap for everyone where they need to get married, they need to have kids and then you have a stable job and that's the plan of action. There is no room for just going off on your own and um, doing camping kind of stuff. 
So that's largely, and then of course, solo woman is a whole other different thing, because already camping and adventure is so uh, uh, less common, and then solo woman is largely unthinkable for a very very large uh, crowd. Mm. How did your How did your family feel when you told them you were going to do this journey? I think most of them had no clue what was going on. They didn't understand it. One of the first. Uh, uh like the typical reaction i got was okay you're cycling so where will you stay so i i said i'll camp and people were like how can you do that and i was like i just gave like a long explanation and i think they were a little bit flabbergasted they didn't say anything much the whole thing was about my parents right because e- even uh, in india we do have this thing with parents you you want to kind of convince them and they want to agree about it so um i think the fact was i was already solo traveling all over india which none of them had imagined but i was already doing it and i was fine and i was happy and they had gotten used to that for many years and then when i spoke about europe they were all like so relieved that thank god she is now not solo traveling mm. in india she's going to europe so because of that relief they didn't they kind of just ignored this x factor where i was <laughs> where i was that's, doing the solo cycle thing yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting that they had the same thought about you being in Europe versus being in India. That's that's really fascinating. So tell us about the trip in Europe that you went on. What was what was the plan and what was the eventual outcome? Because I know that it was I know that it was amazing. Yeah. So the plan was um, back in India, the only one person who I found who had done cycle touring, like very proper cycle touring the way the western folks are doing it was uh, this uh, boy in mumbai called uh, kunal and i i kind of hounded him and got all the details about how did you do everything because you realize at that point i didn't even know how to use gears on the cycle that is too funny yeah i didn't know <laughs> I, I didn't know there was an existence of things like panniers and cycle bags i i cannot imagine mm-hmm. I, I had no clue I had never done camping. I had never worked with a tent. I didn't know how it worked. So he, I got all the details from him. I really ate his brain. Like, I mean, it's... But then I, uh, what he told me was that Berlin is one of the best places to start because it's mm. uh, reasonably priced, the gear and all that I would need for my journey. And it is a very cycle-friendly um, cycle country. So everybody would be very knowledgeable about cycle touring and stuff. And uh, he was very correct, you know, like... Um, I landed in Berlin and I had like 15 days in Berlin and after 15 days I left on my cycle tour and I did everything. I bought my second hand cycle from Berlin. I bought my entire camping gear, uh, pannier bags and all. Uh, thankfully, there was a discount and I actually got Oatlieb panniers at a very reasonable rate. So I was uh, so it was so great because Oatlieb's are like the best in the community. So. And um, yeah, it was really wonderful. Like uh, and everyone, the place where I got second hand cycle, uh, my second hand cycle, those guys had already done cycle touring. So um, I sat with that guy and he explained his entire experience. He explained everything to me. And uh, when I went to buy my camping gear, that also person in the showroom, the person who sold me the tent, he had done camping. So he explained me everything. He even showed me how to pitch the tent there itself in the uh, shop Mm. and then I took the tent back to my Airbnb and I pitched it myself in the Airbnb and the cycle was there and I still didn't learn the gears but then you know I had chosen a flat route so that was not an issue and that's it I left it was so weird and the first time (laughs) the first day when I left like I didn't know how to tie my gear on the cycle so it was just so weird. I mean, there were like so many duct tapes and ropes and I didn't know ropes are supposed to be tied 
tightly. So I made them loose. So they started falling after some time. It was, it was a different Oh, this is, is so great. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> it was just crazy. And then, yeah, that's it. That I was off. Like, I, I cannot even imagine. Like, even now when I think of those moments, I just, I'm just amazed it all happened because uh, it was a lot of learning, but it was so exciting. So you started from Berlin, and that sounds just really funny. Did you take photos along the way when your gear started falling off your bike or with the duct tape? I want to see the photos. That sounds great. <laughs> I can uh, share a few photos. I have a few, not too many of them falling, but I can show them. It looks like a mess on the cycle, you know, because there's a part duct tape, part yeah. rope. It's just so funny. Then finally yes. what happened was I started cycling, and um, many days later I decided I need something better with this gear it can't keep falling down i mean already it was my speed was not that good so with the gear falling i have to take a halt i have to tie everything it's too troublesome so i did finally i bought those uh, proper straps and all cycle touring straps that happened in halfway through the trip <laughs> <laughs> and so how long was that tour for you how long were you on your bike yeah that uh, you know it took about uh, 20, 20 days or so, and I cycled from uh, Berlin to Copenhagen. Uh, mm, but I nice. took breaks in the middle because uh, that whole, that Berlin to Copenhagen is already a bikeway, you know, part of the Eurovelo also, I think. And uh, mm. it's, uh, uh, I in the middle from uh, some place in Berlin, I took a, a train for a short distance because I couldn't do everything. So, um, yeah, and then I finally I reached this place called, I think it's called uh, Rostock or something, which is at the uh, sea, at the coast, mm -hmm. because I have mm -hmm. to take a ferry from there to Denmark. And uh, at Rostock, I finally bought better gear because I needed a camping stove and I needed those better uh, ropes and stuff to tie my gear. <laughs> yes, yes. What an amazing learning adventure that must have been. Yeah, it was uh, really amazing. And finally, when I reached the uh, Copenhagen. I didn't want to stop because that's what that was when I had started gotten used to this whole life. Because the first mm -hmm. 10 days or so, I was just learning. Like, I mm -hmm. even where to procure the food, how to manage everything, I didn't know. So, mm -hmm. and you know, the Europe and European countryside, especially, is so new because compared to the Indian so society where it's so crowded. You, you will always find food stalls, you'll always find some homes, something on the road. But the European countryside is not like that, right? If I'm cycling and if I pass through one restaurant and it's closed or I'm not hungry that time, so I'll pass it off. But then I don't know when I'll find the next restaurant because it's, mm -hmm. it's very sparse. It's not as populated as India. So all of this was so new for me. It was only after a few days I realized that, okay, I need to stop at supermarkets and purchase everything so that I have it with me and all that whole thing. So... So it was kind of sad. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually want to stop when I reached Copenhagen, but no option, you know, like I had my uh, other trip planned after that. And uh, visa also was a uh, one and a half month visa I had got. So. Today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. 
Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So what was the next trip? So next I uh, went to Australia uh, because this one was so amazing. So I said, okay, where next? So I figured I'll go to Australia. And uh, so I spent like a month, a month and a half in Australia. And after Australia, what I did was, uh, because see, now I'm all experienced and I can do more uh, crazy stuff. So I, I actually wrote to the Taiwanese um, tourism board. I started contacting various tourism boards and telling them, you know, I'll do this cycling and all, and I'll kind of get you some media features here in India. So if they're targeting the Indian market, it's useful for them. So uh, Taiwan actually responded. And uh, because Taiwan also has this tourism uh, board in India, like the team in India as well. So they responded really positively. So after Australia, they uh, sponsored me to Taiwan. And I was part of this uh, uh, cycling event called Formosa 900, where basically uh, they, they, uh, a group of cyclists, they go all around the uh, island. Uh, it's some mm. 900 kilometers. Anyway, the coastline is only, uh, it's a very, you know, the whole Taiwanese island coastline is like 1,000 plus kilometers. And that there's just right. a 900 uh, circle. So that was really amazing. So in Australia, I did some cycling and that's when I learned my gears finally. I said, this time I have yeah. to learn gears. This is ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so I just read online. I looked at all the videos and I started. One more thing that happened in Australia was I started camping in one of these uh, Buddhist retreats. And uh, one uh, person mm-hmm. was uh, very friendly and very nice. And he he showed taught me many things of camping. Like uh, actually mm-hmm. everywhere I was going, you know, someone is teaching me small, small things like uh, how to see the bed, like, you know, where you're putting the tent, it should be soft and not rocky. Right. And, all. and uh, then they are saying uh, you should look at that you don't tent in a down slope. Like you should, if there's a sloping land, you should choose a spot which is a little higher up. Then uh, when I went to Australia, the weather was crazy. Like uh, I thought it will be warm, but it was still really cold. And so it was very, very cold for me, especially I'm coming from India, no Bombay. So I, I am not used to those climates. So even that mm-hmm. I had to deal with. It was good, you know, lots of learning. It's just really wonderful, but it's so wonderful to just... Uh, just you must have also met some really amazing people along the journey. Yeah, definitely. It was so great. And the fact that I was feeling I could just be in my tent in the middle of nowhere pretty much. Because, you know, even if I'm in that Buddhist retreat, for me, uh, coming from that Indian context, it still feels like middle of nowhere because there's just that one place. Right. We are here surrounded by buildings and everything, you know. It's it's very difficult to... Right. Um, open space, open spaces, less people, yes. right. You know, nature, all of that. It, I, I totally understand. I, I appreciate that that had an impact on you. It was really wonderful. And uh, now, you know, after all these years, it's like if I don't get that camping thing, I start feeling a little uncomfortable because, oh yeah, yeah you know, what is this? Like, uh, where is that open space? And just, and you know, you're yes. kind of sleeping on the land. You just have little protection, but you're it's, it's You're a, sleeping on the land. Yeah. Yes, for sure. I, 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 I know exactly what you mean. And in fact, I would say that most people that listen to the show know <laughs> yeah. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so how, how has your experience um, impacted other people in India? Have you been able to share your story and have other women started to contact you or express an interest to be able to have a similar experience like you do? 
things have changed a lot actually from the time uh, see i started solo traveling itself from 2009 and then i my cycling trips happened in uh, 2014 and onwards so um, uh, things have changed a lot because at the time when i started cycle touring and we, even when i was solo traveling there was literally not a single other person in my contact circle who was doing this so mm. i have learned everything either talking to these very exceptional people in my in, in, in india or i had friends who were international friends who i met while i was solo traveling and i i kind of understood how they traveled and or i read blogs and i watched youtube videos again of foreign people but um, uh, it's changed a lot now because especially since i started traveling and i kept coming up with the most positive experiences a lot of people in my circle a lot of women just say even i want to solo travel so i'm like okay i am very happy i'll help you so you know mm-hmm. it's uh, but in general in so- society itself there has been a boom so now solo traveling in india for women has become quite almost a hot topic you can say mm, so that is a huge change yeah and in fact to the extent that now there are people coming up and saying you know it's just a fad why does everybody want to do it it's not even that much fun but i am like it was never about fun it's we wanted to do it we just want to be able to do it you know to have the security and the freedom and all that stuff so yeah i think i think freedom rings very true in your situation yeah definitely it's- yeah yes thank you so how like have you have you documented your journey like how are you sharing your journey how can other people find you Yeah I do have a blog uh, it's called uh, maproot.in m a p r o u t e map and root uh, .in so um, yeah i'm just revamping the blog now but uh, it will be available probably when this is published so you all can definitely check it there i put lot of articles and you know what the most amazing thing was like uh, nowadays there are even foreigners who read my blogs and they get inspired which is crazy for it. me like in the yeah, lockdown itself it. yeah in the lockdown itself some german guy wrote to me and said you know i was just uh, sitting around in germany but then i read your blogs and even i took a cycle trip because of that and i've actually mm. pro- put that put his whole email as a blog on my blog it was so fascinating for me because you know how it was because i kept looking at them and saying i want to do this and now some of them will look at me and say do you want to do this which is like oh my god <laughs> isn't that isn't that amazing that yeah. your experience is now being shared by so many people and even here right yeah. on this podcast and within the community of warm showers there are people that are going to hear your story that are going to say oh i can relate to that i i want to try that yeah <laughs> wonderful um so what's next what's next what's coming up what have you got planned um it's just this covid lockdown has kind of uh, changed so many things so i'm kind of gearing up i've started cycling locally um i went to the himalayas earlier last year and i was hoping to be able to camp but again you know all the locals were like no ways you can't go solo camping that's just not possible so i was trying to go with some guide or something but it didn't happen so i still i keep wanting to do this stuff in india because i love doing I mean I love India in so many ways and I love solo cycling and camping I feel I should be able to do it but uh, it's a learning curve but uh, internationally yes I will definitely go I'm waiting a bit for the covid stuff to relax because you know mm-hmm. even now the all these covid protocols and all are pretty strict so I'm hoping mm-hmm. maybe in 2023 is when I'm looking at when uh, hopefully covid will be you know really kind of mm-hmm. diminished and we won't be worried about it then uh, i can definitely plan something i don't know mm-hmm. what yeah. I, yeah i 
I do, I do recommend too, if you want ideas mm-hmm. or help in where you might want to go or thinking about it, check out the forums and our website, because there have been a lot of posts in 2022 about mm-hmm. tour ideas, route ideas, needing partners. There are lots of people that are even looking for cycling partners. So if you haven't checked out our forums yet, I, I recommend you go and, and give it a, like, give it a good browse, like check all the categories, mm-hmm. read all the posts and the threads, because there might be someone that is going where you desire to go and you might find a travel partner or you might find someone who has knowledge or it might spark an idea yeah, of a location yeah. that you haven't thought of yet. So make sure you check out our forums. Yeah, no, warm showers is very useful. I've stayed at warm showers. Like in Australia, I uh, stayed with someone and it was very nice um, to be able to stay with them. You know, you can swap so many stories. Like online, right. maybe you may not do, but uh, it was so cool. And for them also, it's very exciting because they ask me so many questions about India. So I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm clarifying many things because, you know, if I'm they've sure. not been to India, they have a <laughs> lot of ideas. I'm like, that's not how it is. That's not how it is. <laughs> yes. I'm sure. I'm sure that that's the case. Wonderful. Well, Priyanka, I love that you came on the show and shared your story and that you're experiencing the world by bike and that you are inspiring others. It's really incredible to meet you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. And I think your venture is really good to understand, listen to stories of other bikers and stuff. It's it's very helpful. Yes. Well, I'm glad to hear that. We will keep doing this and please keep us posted on your own journeys and come back, you know, open invitation to come back and and talk again about your next adventure. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank you, Priyanka. And and for those of you that are listening, don't forget to give us a rating and review, especially if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, because your rating and review actually helps us get in front of more people who are interested in learning about bike touring and hosting. And also feel free to share the show. Sharing is caring, and we appreciate you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warmshowers.org.